I just want to start from the outset to say that any decision we make today may change tomorrow. In order to have the best expert advice, we have commissioned... Supercoach 360. <laughs> the time's going up. It's recording. And now, ladies and gentlemen, time for the show. Mate, 100%. We need to find out why they think it's okay to say anything. It's certainly one of the greatest challenges in the history of the game. That's what they want to try and do. Megastar to megastar! In this regard, we're leaving every option on the table. Excellent. Oh, what was that, something special! You know what? Uh, that's not talent. Oh. Supercoach 360! The best way to handle these things is to stay measured, stay calm, you know, live your life as normal. Unless we start finding it off the people... Who actually just do it. it makes a little ordinary life feel a little bit better for that man. Supercoach 360 podcast. All right, g'day. How you going? Welcome to Supercoach 360. It is your boy Jazzy J. Thank you for joining us in a very wet coach's box for this episode five, the pre-TLT episode. Uh, the penultimate pre-season episode of Supercoach 360. Uh, I am joined in the coach's box, of course, by my faithful companion, Con. How are you doing, buddy? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, wonderful as usual. Getting very, very close to TLT. We've seen second week of trials. It's been, uh, mate, it's been great watching a bit of footy. Definitely. Seeing a bit of form. Uh, we've now obviously got the weekend off uh, and then the final, uh, well, round one. Kickoff TLT after that, um, yeah. How many? How you count the sleeps yet? Yeah, getting pretty pumped, eh? Yeah, it's Christmas time's coming, getting proper football back, and it's just a great time of year. Just wish the weather would piss off a little bit. Uh, yeah, it is. It's been a bit hectic. Shout out to, of course, all our friends in Queensland. Everywhere um, that's flooded. Well, yeah, that's it. All through the Northern Rivers. Brad Smith actually has done uh, some stuff for us this week, but unfortunately he wasn't able to bring us a video because he's up that way at uh, uh, in the Northern Rivers and he's getting a bit of rain. It's made things a bit of a mess up there. Also, big shout out to uh, Timbo. L- launched his uh, Yin and Yang podcast this week with Glenno through th- Supercoach360. Uh, if you haven't found it yet check out the podcast apps uh or go check out our youtube supercoach 360 on youtube we uh we put up a bunch of extra content there and we cut up the show into little manageable pieces and stuff for you so definitely get around it share it with your friends subscribe definitely subscribe helps out a lot um shout out to all our brothers uh wherever you are hopefully you're staying dry and sisters sorry you know good point yeah how dare i you've got to talk on the microphone perks Discrimination. I, 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 I apologise. Our, our brothers and sisters everywhere, all around the world. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening, and here's hoping you're staying safe and staying dry throughout all this uh, crazy weather that we're having. Anyway, we have got a massive show for you. Bergs, of course, is joining us as per usual. Hi. Yeah, that's the audio medium. Sits back and waves to a camera. Love it. Hi. Hi, Bergs. How you doing, mate? How's your week been? You looking forward to TLT? Okay. Been a bit dusty. Everyone, the burning, burning question that's on everyone's lips this week, Bergs, is uh, uh, is Turbo still in your side? No. No? Just no. gone completely? Yeah. Don't like it again. I've had another look today. I'm not sure I like this team either. So we'll find out later what you think. Really? What do you want to talk about now? But, no, 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 I don't think we will. Oh, yeah, I don't think we'll be talking about your draft team again. We're not going through that, but TLT <laughs> next week. It'll be interesting to see what, what happens. Uh, what we are going to talk about this week, though, Bergs, is we've got um, some trials week two PPM uh, 
options thanks to Brad Smith. Uh, Con's going to take us through some base stats on some hookers and some fullbacks for your consideration. Um, Guy is joining us. So, g'day, Guy. How you doing, buddy? How we going, lads? Yeah, good. Q, Q. Welcome back, Guy. Guy, it's Craig and Braz. Not not much, mate. Just been, had a a bit of a month off. Uh, Back at school's been crazy, especially with the wet weather, as you guys have mentioned. Um, but yeah, looking for the footy to start. Keen for it. Trials, not too much into. Um, mainly looking at the cheapies getting a run. Um, but yes, my side's kind of happy with it. Um, my only question now is I kind of want Cleary back. So I've either got to get rid of To'o or um, Defi. So that's mm. that's the only question puzzling me at the moment. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, all's, all's good. Ready to go for 22 um, so yeah, I think first up on the show we're going to start off with cheapies with Ross Mann, are we, Juzzy? Or if not, we'll go through. Yeah, sweet. Sorry, there you go. You, sorry, I forgot to say that before we started. Um, yeah, well, we, we've got. Uh, did is you go through everything? Is it recording? Pardon? Yeah, it's yeah, recording. Hundred yeah. hey, percent. Don't worry about that. Hundred oh, percent. It, it was the camera <laughs> for guy. Sorry, I forgot to say the camera for guy. That's okay. You just got to move the laptop so I'm not the way you want. Yeah. All good. All good. You, you guys keep going. Um, uh, so, we, yeah, well, guys here, everyone. Yeah, it's great to have a guy back. Um, did you tell them that you're going to do uh, an article on antipods? Yeah, so I've, I've, I did a pod this week for, uh, for the website. Mine was based off um, just antipods or players that are under 2% owned, I mainly looked at. Um, so it's called one in a crowd. Um, so just those real left field option that no one's going um, to try and maybe start you off with a flyer. All right, so we'll go through that. Bergs, you've got some things to remember for us this week. Yep. You've written them down. I love how he looks around going, I don't know where. Um, They're on me phone. We've got some trials list. We'll put the word out to the people. Who have you liked through the trials? Who have you had a bit of a look at and you're now considering? We've got a big list of players for your consideration there. We've also got our top 12 draft picks. Uh, and of course, we're going to do all your questions. So yeah, our first thing, our first cab off the rank uh, is... Uh, thanks to www.supercoach360.com, the new website, place for all your Supercoach needs, all your Supercoach content. Uh, Ross Mann has put together a cheapy chapter. He's giving you a cheapy in every position. Uh, you can view the article at Supercoach360 or find the extended video uh, of what you're about to see on our YouTube. It should be up tomorrow. So thank you very much to Ross Mann. I'll over to you. I've got Chris Randall at Hooker. Um, obviously, he's probably the best option uh, for for that position um, at around about what is he two hundred and fifty k? I think it is. Um, so two forty seven five hundred. He'll start Hooker. Obviously, with Drayden Bradley out with his injury, um, due back um, date to be confirmed, but hearing around about mid season. Um, I mean, even if it isn't back till. If he is back, say, by round 10, round 12, I think he'll still make plenty of cash. Probably expecting him not to play 80 minutes, but it's a bit unknown. Um, I'd probably predict he's probably going to play around about 60 minutes. You're pro- well, you're going to play him on matchups. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you, you could probably play him every week, but it, it all depends on who your other hooker is as well. I mean, for me... I will have to play him first round because I've got Harry Grant as my other hooker at the moment. Obviously, he's suspended. He'll definitely be in my team first game, but then 
will all depend on the, the rest of the matchups after that. But most likely playing most weeks. It just depends on how he goes. Not, not worried about a Kirk man or anything. Like if if things go poorly or not. Not really, no. I mean, he he played a he played a couple of games for them last year. He was pretty good. He pumped out a reasonable score in an eighty minute game he played last year when Braley was out. So I'm not really concerned by that. But I mean, even if even if he gets sixty minutes, I mean, come as I said, come round ten, round twelve when Braley gets back, if he is, I reckon he'll have made made at least hundred k by then, maybe more, like possibly even one fifty two hundred by then. It's all going to depend on what he scores each week. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not too worried about Kirkman, to be honest with you, no. Yeah, well, other than them two, there's no one else really there. That's that's his saving grace, I think. Well, I think that I'm expecting probably Crossland to possibly be named on the bench for them as a utility, so he could also slot in and play um, play some dummy half as well. I don't think if Kirkman starts lock, I don't think he'll play 80. I don't see the thing of him playing 60 minutes at lock and then playing 20 minutes at hooker. Um, with the workload he's going to be doing playing lock, I think he, he won't be an 80-minute player. But, yeah, um, that's probably the other one who would be probably eating into his minutes. So I've got – this is an interesting one because it's 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 an, it's a position that doesn't really have too many cheapies in it. I've gone for Max King from the, from the Bulldogs, who's just signed there from the Storm. It could be a bit of a controversial one, but I thought his trial last week for the Dogs was excellent. Um, I'm not sure what sort of minutes he played. I didn't actually see the game, but from what I heard, he, he played. He had a really, really strong game. Um, I'd expect him to come off the bench for them. He's 170, sorry, 188K. Um, it'll be interesting to see what sort of minutes and how he goes in the trial game that they play. I think it's tomorrow for the Dogs. I think they play, is it Bergs, tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to see how he goes, but obviously minutes is another worry. But for 188k, if you have him on your bench, you don't have to play him every week. If he's playing 30 to 40 minutes, he'll make you some cash. Um, as long as the only thing is, it hopefully doesn't turn into an AE nightmare for you. That's the only thing. Um, I mean, it was down to picking him or Tepo and Maroa from the Storm as well was probably the other one that I was possibly looking at as well. But again, it all depends. There's, I don't think there's going to be anyone in that front row position who's possibly going to start that's going to be that sort of cheap option. So I guess it's just picking that right cheapie in the front row. Well, I think he's a good pick if Heverington goes into the second row um, because Heverington should stay out there and it won't, he won't eat into front row minutes. Uh, I know Paul Vaughan will give you big minutes and I'm um, guessing Luke Thompson might play the other front row role. Uh, he'll give you big minutes too, but in saying that, I do see Baz giving him breaks, like especially Vaughan, who's better at the back end of a session, if you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a good shout, actually. And coming from Melbourne, people seem to think everything of people coming out of Melbourne, if you know what I mean, yeah. their professionalism and shit like that. I mean, the only thing for me is, like you said, with Thompson and and Vaughan starting that I'd say Thompson's probably going to play around 60 minutes. That's my guess. And I'd say Vaughan's probably going to play around 50 to 60. So King could possibly only play maybe 30 minutes. I don't see him like coming on and then 
going off and all that sort of thing. He'll only play the one stint, so it could be close to about 30, but you just don't know. It's all going to depend on how he goes, but I'll be watching that game tomorrow closely to see how he goes anyway. Yeah, yeah. He's a worthy shout. I like it. So the, the back row was a hard one because there's a few options. There's some duels and a few other things, but gee, uh, Kelma Talangi from the Tigers, oh, I was so impressed by his two games in the trials, especially um, on Friday night against the Roosters. He was just, he was really good. He looked really impressive. I mean, obviously that you've got to remember that Tigers side didn't field Alex Twell or Lucana, but I'm hoping that possibly from that output he had in his first two trial games, he may jag a starting spot um, at 253-900. I probably wouldn't go him if he's not starting though, because not starting. I don't see him getting decent minutes. He's coming off the bench. He'll probably only get maybe 30 minutes or something like that. And that price, I just think there's better options out there. So if he starts, I'm definitely getting in my team. But if he's on the bench, for me, he's a no-go zone. So it's another debatable one. It was either him or... Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's We'll just have to wait and see what happens, see what, see what Tuesday week throws out at us. Well, Madge, Madge, Madge last year was a bit hesitant on Garner. He seemed to rather play Garner off the bench, which that favours Tulangi, you know what I mean? Well, um, you've got to remember, too, Garner, he's on the outer two because he's going to Manly, I think it's next year, too, I think, as well. Yeah. So he may he may favour Tulangi. You might want to give him more minutes knowing that Garner's going, but it's hard to say, to be honest with you. I really don't know, but... As I said, I think he's definitely a good option to pick having your team if he if he is starting. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he. I thought he... All right, thank you very much to Ross, man. There is more to that chat. He goes through uh, position by position. As you saw, the halfback he picked is Lachlan Ilias and 52% ownership. Seems like a bit of a must-have this year. But at this point, we are not here to talk about Ilias. I do believe he will get a mention later in the show. For now, what we're going to do, actually, is we are going to talk antipods with Guy. So he's been busy and away for a few weeks, but he has been hard at work scouring, looking at ownership, and he's looked at some players that I believe are all below two. 2% ownership. Correct. Uh, and he's done an article up on Supercoach 360. So he's just going to give us a couple of the antipods uh, that he's got on that list. If you want to check them all out, make sure you head over to supercoach360.com. Okay. So one in a crowd going against the grain and antipodding, um, I think, has been the ever growing trend in Supercoach lately. Um, so I <laughs> oh, actually. My first one on the list, so all these players I looked at were under 2%. Um, and, yeah, just I think when most are going, those highly owned players, um, I think at the start, maybe going one or two pods um, could help you. Um, so the first one, I'll get you a couple of your opinions. CHN at 1.2%. Um, he's an offload machine. A lot of these have a lot of um, uh, variables, um, why they're owned by that low, but they could be um, worth a shot. CHN I've loved in the past. Berg's, I know, has been a oh, um, owner owner quite heavily. Um, he's averaging 67 points a game, um, but coming off the bench for the last two games of the season, dropped into a 61 average, um, so he's priced just below. Um, he only played 23 and 42 in those games coming off the bench, um, so that dropped his average. I think he put up the 124 
I think it was against the Sharks without a try. That was his main massive game. Yeah. Um, that everyone kind of um, saw his high ceiling that he can produce. Um, the Raiders start the month with Sharks, Cowboys, Titans and Sea Eagles. Um, so, yeah, I actually think there's been talks he could even go to the middle. Um, I actually think middle or um, on the edge doesn't really matter. Um, I just want him starting and, and getting the most minutes. Um, yeah, he can offload anywhere in the field. He'll, he'll go looking for the ball. Um, I'm confident at that. And, yeah, I just think he's a serious option at that 1.2% um, as a second row option. What do you boys think? Uh, me, it's too unreliable for me. There's a lot of mouths at Canberra now, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, they picked up Adam Elliott. Tarpany seems to be... He's going good. Uh, ...off trial form anyway. Yeah, he deserves yeah. good minutes. Um, He's looking very good. Look, if he definitely starts and definitely gets 65-plus, he, he, he is a good option. He he runs a great line. Um, I'd expect Fogarty to use that if he's on that side with him. But, yeah, he, he's, he's probably a wait, watch, and see for me. But, yeah, at, at less than 2% ownership, that's a great pod. Great pod, especially for good five, five th- uh 534K, so not too highly priced either he was the first one next one on the list is mitch barnett uh 1.3 um also around that 560 marks so around the mid 500s um he never leaves anything out there also um he played in all of newcastle's games last season except the last round which i thought's a massive positive for him because he normally gets um suspended and injured quite a bit um so that was quite a positive he averaged 64 across the season but he had a six game run in the middle i think it was between rounds nine and 14 uh, where he didn't play more than 59 minutes. Um, so he kind of uh, dropped his overall average. Um, and, yeah, I think he averaged over 68, um, which included two tonnes, and the lowest score was being a f- uh, 50 in the, in the, in the, if you take out those five games in the middle. Um, so I think, yeah, one, also well, 1.3% um, in that second row. I thought was, also think it's a great shout as a dual, what, uh, as a um, pod, sorry. What do you boys think about? Mitch Barnett. Current owner. He's in my side at the moment. Um, I like Mitch. I really do, but it does come down to if he gets the edge. Like, I would have to trade him out if he played middle. I know there's no Watto there now, and I'm guessing that if anyone's going to get subbed a bit earlier, it'll be Randall, who might need a bit of a breather after a big opening minute, a uh, big opening stands where I think... Um, Barnett can punch out 80 in the middle if needed. If not, Tyson Frizzell could easily get pushed into the middle there. And um, maybe Mitch Barnett takes up that edge, which I think would be better for Mitch's game anyway. Oh, do you prefer him on the middle or the edge? I prefer him on an edge. He scores more points on an edge. Yeah, for me, for me, I don't, I don't mind either way. It's the same thing with... Um, CHN, just about the minutes, as long as he's getting those minutes in those games in the middle where his average dropped, he saw his minutes come down as well. So, yeah. What about you and Mitch? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind it at all because I think Saifidi boys are both going to miss the start of the season. I don't know how long. But yeah, that means there's plenty of minutes opened up. I think Kurt Mann's going to get the 13, unfortunately. Is that what Mitch Barnett opened and prop? Yeah. With David Clemmer? I think so. Really? Could be juicy. All right. Next one up on the list is Jack DeBellin at 1.8%, uh, 481K. 
Uh, so he's actually below the 500 mark. Um, he's a workhorse. I think he's priced at his floor. That's what appeals me most about him. He's coming off um, a year where he's, you know, he came back playing 25 and 37 minutes um, upon return to footy um, in his first two games. He ended up playing the 11 games with an average of 55 across 62 minutes. So I'd, his PPM was a little bit down. I'd prefer to see him, you know, but at least in, that one. And he was he out of the game for, what, two and a bit years. It's a completely different game to the last time he played. And he come in halfway through a season, he just got thrown in the deep end and was expected to catch up. It's going to take him a while to get there. I think he's... I like him for the start of this year. Well, the the good thing about a Jack DeBellin is it's not about an attacking stat for someone in his position. It's more about like offloads and shit, yeah, but that's the sort of thing he's got to do in the middle in the middle anyway for his team to get on on a bit of a wriggle on. Um like that's what people go on about oh the the draw, the high ceiling club. You gotta remember that some of the shitter clubs forwards are they're the ones you want. Like yeah. especially for these teams that are constantly taking possession off these lesser clubs. Um then their forwards are doing their job and they're they're the ones that are gonna get the points and, and make the money in the front row and back row for you if you pick the right guys. I think just um, he's also fixture-proof. I know Dragons have quite a tough draw, um, but because he plays in the forward and he just works hard, um, yeah. And I think in the, I think it was 2016 and 17 where he's had his two big years um, where he averaged mid-60s. Um, so I just think, yeah, I don't see him going worse or lower than what he did last will, year. Will he so, play big minutes? Like you being a Dragons man should be a bit of a nail. Would he, would, he, would he be pumping out big minutes if he's fit this year? <sighs> I think if if it was me, I'd I'd like to see him probably play about seventy. Yeah. Um, being realistically, probably about sixty-five. I mean, he averaged sixty-two last year. Yeah. So you're probably about sixty-five to seventy. Uh, but yeah, next one on the list. Um, I know you guys might not like this one. Might be more of a draft one, but Mo Fodawaker, five twenty-one k, one point four percent. I think he's one of the most underrated props in the game. He, um, coming off the bench quite a bit, which has hurt him. Um. He just needs to get more minutes. He averaged 58 minutes a game last season. So even though he came off the bench, he still averaged quite a bit of time. Um, but if you can just push that up to 65 minutes, um, which I, I personally think he, he deserves and can, he'll easily be a, a front row keeper. They've got a lot up there. Like there's so many big, big forwards, game breaking forwards. Whereas not that Mo's not a game breaking forward, but he's not a he's not a Tino. He's not a David Fafida, and and even to a, a lesser extent, a Bo Fermel, who who lo- loves scoring tries and running good lines. Um, plus, I think what he's he's got Jared uh, Wallace, is it up there as well? Um, there's 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 so many good forwards to pick from. Plus that Jalofi, he deserves minutes. Um, he comes on, does a good job for him. There's that's my only worry about Mo Fudawaka. Um, great, great player, but minutes for their guys up there is the concern. Like they, yep. That's the only consideration I yeah, have for, yeah. for them. Same with me, that's all. But yeah. if he can get 65, he'll easily be a keeper on yeah, um, yeah. the front row. Um, next one on the list, we've only got three to go. Jazz Tavanga, 1.5%. Um, he's a jack-in-the-box priced off a 46 average, getting 45 minutes a game. Do you see him getting more with Tohu out? Fine. No, I don't know. I just can't trust Chaz any Chaz anymore. I just don't know what the hell's going to happen with him. Uh, he's oh, he's no for me. 
He he is the man. You know what I mean? Like when push comes to shove, a couple of years ago, interchange player of the year. Um, can fill fill holes is his problem. That's why they like to put him on the bench. He he can fill any hole. So if you can start with a a decent squad, then you know if someone goes down, Jazz can come in and do the job for you. That's the only thing with Jazz. If if he starts on the bench, I can't I can't have him in my side for that money. Yep. All right. All right. Yeah. Is that is that it for for Jazz? No thoughts on Jazz, Con. I had my thoughts on Jazz. You've had your thoughts on Jazz? Wow, I've been paying attention, as you can tell. Um, moving on, um, thank you very much. Well, there, is there, First and foremost, them, there it? is. There's more of those. If you want to find out the rest of them, uh, make sure you head to supercoach360.com. There's the write-up in there from Guy. He goes through, I think, three more, he said. Um, three more. So thank you very much to Guy for putting that one together. We've got a bunch more to get through, so we do have to move on, though. Um, Brad Smith uh, has put together some uh, trials week two sort of PPM stats based off what he's been looking at um, in the trials so far. And so uh, once again, that article, uh, it's not up yet. He only sent it through today. Uh, so it'll be up tomorrow, but um, we're going to have a little sneak preview at a couple of the players on there tonight. Um, so one option he's got a uh, dual second row front row forward, uh, Makaheshi Makatoa, 319,000 for Parramatta. Uh, he said, could this second row forward dual, uh, dual become the Papali of, uh, this year? One line break, two tackle busts, 120 run meters and two tries all contributes to a huge supercoat score of around 90 from 40 minutes. Of course, giving him an outrageous PPM of around two. Yeah. Uh, any injury in that Parramatta pack and this guy becomes super relevant. Second week in a row, he has done this. So put him in your watch list as good minutes will see his price increase nicely. So I didn't recognize the name. I went back and realized that he played four games at the tail end of the season last year. Right, this bloke made all of his attacking, uh, all of his points without any attacking stats. Right, um, all in tackles, tackle busts. He only made two hundred points. He made um, ninety-four of them in tackles alone, and fifty-five of them, or fifty-six, sorry, in hit-ups over eight meters. So this boy gets in there and does the work. Uh, and the reason the attacking stats didn't come, I think, is because in those games he played Manly Cowboys, um, Melbourne, and then the Panthers all on their sort of road to the finals. And the Eags were fairly... The Eels, sorry, the Eags. The Eels were feel, fairly heavily fatigued at that back end of last season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm now very curious to have a look at this bloke. Every time he's played, he's gotten a PPM of over one. Um, in each of his games, he's gotten, I think it was 1. 1.2, 1, 1.1, 1. 1. 1.2. So, this bloke's a little worker. I'm curious to see him get out there. Um, and who else have we got in here? Sorry, um, to, uh, Tolatua Kula uh, at 256000 He said, uh, did someone say cheapy? With the plethora of problems at Manly to start the year, this kid is heavily tipped to start in the centres. Uh, fastest home with a taxi waiting. This kid could be electric if he gets a chance to link with Turbo. Uh, against Canberra, he scored an acceptable 30 points at around 0.5 ppm. Uh, however, sorry, this one was gained purely through runs. Uh, as well, uh, and if he gets some attacking stats, he will be one to keep an eye on. If anyone's a chance for Turbo, you know what I mean, in their side, so he's a good shout, that one. Yeah? Yeah. Not so hot on the Parramatta forward, depending on what happens no, with no, Parramatta no. forwards? The thing is, yeah, like he got it, he's a definite wait and see, whereas old mate 
could be a definite start. Yeah, 250,000. I mean, that's sort of the difference, isn't it? Because there's just not many players around that. Oh, no. Morgan Harper and Brad Parker are both fit. They're starting. I think Brad Parker's... All, thing, all sorts of things happen throughout the season, though. Players go off for origin. They lose a few players to origin. They've already lost Schuster now, who was a backup in the backs and the forwards sometimes. So... And, and um, who did, else? There's options. Olaquatu's uh, gone down. Yeah, well, that's it. So so there's, there is uh, possibilities there. Anyway, he's got a few more, but Brad's been affected by the rain up where he is, so he hasn't got a chance to get through a video for us this week. Uh, hoping he stays safe. And uh, thank you very much for all of it so far, Brad. We're itching to be working through uh, with you through the season as well. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to check out the rest of that, make sure you head to supercoach360.com. Probably going to say that a bit tonight. Um, moving on, though. Uh, so we've got the things to remember. Bergs, you wrote a piece for the website. Some of the things that you want to remember. It was almost a dear diary to yourself and not the sort of yours, Lincoln Saxy. Um, Saxy's in my diary. Yeah, it's, yeah, it wasn't a dear penthouse. It was a dear diary. Um, of just some of the things you want to remember throughout the Supercoach season. So we put them all down in an article so you got somewhere you can actually just go back and look at and remind yourself of some of these things throughout the season. Yeah, just just certain things. I always, always go back and do them. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've been super coaching for a long time now. And at the start of the year, I think, you know what, I'm sticking to my guns. But then I, I put the feelers out and I listen to a, a, di- a lot of different places, like podcasts and social medias. And I just think, oh, they're right. They're absolutely right. My homework was shit. They're, they're, they're a terrible player, I'll get this player. And pans out I should have went the way I was going. And and it's happened to me a couple of times. It's it's due to you, you end up having a bit of self-doubt after you've read someone's name a thousand times over the last month. And it's it's on every page you go to. And why, don't you, and why don't you take us through a few of your points? Like, let's say the top three from your article, of course. Right. Well, listen to other influencers. That was the first thing. Um Zigging and zagging. Like, uh, uh, sometimes it, it is best to jump on when, when everyone's talking about a certain player and they're the obvious choice for the week. You've got to go that way that now, week. When you say obvious, like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about like a cheapie or someone that's like, getting on like all of a sudden goes from 10% ownership to 30 40% ownership? Just like someone who's just see obviously going to make the most money that week and score the most points. Like if someone goes on David Feeder like runs of last year and... Like, just, they're, they're the player to get, you know what I mean? You know the player to get. But then there's other weeks when that that, that particular player that, pe- like, there's a lot of other players in the mix. That's the week you should probably zag and, and have a look at maybe what Guy's talking about with the less than 2% ownership. The antipod? It, well, that's the, that's, that's the way you're going to win a classic battle. If you can find that guy who's the low, lowly owned and chugging along that no one's got, and he just keeps doing the job, then that guy that week that everyone's got and he goes down, well, that's the week you, you make your points back up. And, um, and and if you've got two or three of these guys that do it, then it's one of them things you have to have. Like, you, you just you can't all have the same guys. And it comes down to your weeks of picking when you should go against the grain. You know what I mean? And I just think sometimes I, I don't do that. Like, I always just find myself going with the grain, you know, and, and by the end of the season, it comes back to bite you in the ass because you've got no one on their own. Yeah. Um, all right, super coaching under the influence. Now, this goes for everyone that I know nearly. 
Uh, just remember, if you super coach pre-locker, well, now it's going to be different because you can reverse change and that, which is pretty cool, but super coaching off your guts isn't cool. Like it is, but it isn't. At the time you it know? is. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, idea. if you remember to check your team, if you're not too seedy and too knocked over and you remember to check your team before games kick off the next day, yeah, then it might have been a bit of fun at the time. But if you don't, you might get a rude shock when you go to check your ga- your team during the game. Really? Ever happened to you, Con? Oh, I've been there quite a few times. Yeah, you've done that? Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, so Bergs, you've got a few other things there to remember. Make sure you head to supercoach360.com. Check those out. There's a few more uh, up there. Um, I'm trying to find um, – I did like a Supercoach Commandments back in like season two. I've just got to go back and figure out which episode it is and go for, try, see if I can try and find them because I dare say the paper's long gone. I, I can look for the paper too. Uh, just busy, busy, busy as it is. Um I want to go through the trials list, boys. This is, you know, the meat and potatoes of the show tonight is, Bergs, you put out the question on our social media uh, to everyone on Facebook, and thank you to everyone that did get on board uh, and offer up a bunch of suggestions um, about trials form, about who people are looking and liking and who's passing the eye test and the test throughout trials. Um, And what I've done is I've gone down and I have found... Oh, I'm sorry, I've put together a big old list. So I'm just curious for your yay or your nay as to where you, whether you go on these people. If you've already got them in your side, where, like why? Um, so starting with uh, Dragons 5-8th, Tyler Tower on Moan. Yeah, I got him. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. He's there at the moment at Abilene. Uh, well, he looked promising for me after the weekend. As far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm very, very keen on him. He, lo- he looked nice. Well, yeah, don't get me wrong. We all want Munster. But if I'm looking at a cheapy option, he's looking real juicy to me at the moment. Um, Moses Sully, also from the Dragons, and put in quite a performance over the weekend. Looks solid in the centres there. I liked what I've seen from Moses. Haven't got him yet, but might try to find a way. Yeah. Uh, okay, Mitch Moses. I know you were hot on him last week. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had a really good game on the weekend. I think he did really well, and if he can keep that form up, even his partner in crime, deal bags, um, look good. Good signs, Parramatta. Yeah, they 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 blew Penrith off the park, and bags. You know what? I think. Um, it's, it comes down to him taking a bit of that ball off Guffo sometimes too, like yeah, you know, he, absolutely. He's, he's only young. He's he's. It's going to come down to when he's matured and he's ready to take control of that. So when he does, he's going to be super coach heavily relevant. Yeah, definitely positive signs on the weekend. Looked a lot closer to his debut form than the form we seen out of him last year. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Reed Marnie. While we're talking the eels. Look nice on the weekend. I'm definitely looking at him now. Uh, but Harry Grant coming back uh, early now, round two. Uh, I'm also thinking about maybe just, yeah, throwing away those points in round one and trying to get Harry in my team. At the moment, neither is Tom Starling, still my hooker. I haven't done another draft since. I agree, Jazzy. I think I think Grant's a better option. But back on Moses, if you're going to go on Eels, I actually like Dylan Brown um, over at the Eels. He impressed me more than Moses during that trial. So he finished on deal bags. So yeah, he's right. Yeah. 
Um, who was the next last one? Sorry, Barney. He's the next on the list. Yeah, oh, I think you're pretty safe. You get what you get out of Reed. Not looking at him as a hooker option, or, or he's still in your top three hookers, or what? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you still hate Damien Cook. I don't, don't, don't hate Damien Cook. <laughs> Should have heard what he was saying about you off air, Damien. Just comes in here um, storm and being like, "Oh, I used to run on the beach." Where, where, where? He, anyway, who runs on the beach? Connor, watch out at set. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, I got Grant a fair bit above, and then Smith and Marnie probably on that next year. Yeah, I'm a fan of Reed. He's supposedly come out and said he's going to stick it to Para for not offering any more money, which is that's exciting to me. It means he's probably going to offer a bit more in attack, hopefully. Yeah, but um, put on a bit of masterclass, what he can do, play his little heart out. Not just that, look, look, he wants to win just as much as anyone else out there. No one wants to lose. No, of course not. Um, so, I, I, look, I'm a fan. He's in my side at the moment with Harry Grant, so old Tommy yeah. from last week's draft. But, yeah, at the moment I have them both. All right, Jack Bird. Six, hold on, 600K, I've just looked Marnie up. You don't think he's uh, priced at his peak? He coming off a 67 average. He had an average more than 50-odd before that Came season. Came back injured. Uh, I think he was playing needled up and shit by the end of the year. Par- Parramatta had given up, and he was still in contract talks <laughs> at that time. He was signing with the Bulldogs, and it wasn't announced. Um, yeah, I, like I, you I, saw when it was contract negotiation week because he turned it back on for a few weeks there. I, I, I just think he, he, he is a safe option. If you can't afford Harry Grant... He's not that much more, Harry Grant, though. No, nah, 60 or 70K. Yeah, so if you can find that money, you're probably better off finding that money. Uh, all right, yeah, moving on. We've got Jack Bird. Dragons. I mean, I must admit, sitting there, I think, what is it, left edge there for the Dragons? He was looking all right. He's not for me, Jack. Trap for me a little bit, just because of job security. Yeah, yeah. Who, who gets it? Well, Tariq Sims and Sue are going to be your second rollers that he's fighting with. So then what's what's he going to do? Because he's a worker. I mean, is he going to be a bench forward, come play he through could, the middle? He could, easy be, he could be a decent 14. Well, they've got M by at 14. I think he'll just he'll start some games, but, you know, we've got a lot of injury um, injury suspension prone players, so he'll definitely get his fair shot. Yeah, see, that you're right. That does. That sounds trappy and risky to me. That turns me off him a little bit. But, I mean, what I've seen from him, I, do, I must admit, I do like. Um, Tomoko from the Raiders. Sorry, I didn't look up his first name. What is it? Matt, Matt Tomoko, there you go. Thanks, boys. Um, not, not for, not for me. me. No? No. Nah. Didn't like his form? Not not that. I just think better. there's better options. All right. Back to power, Sean Lane. Yeah, I like what I've seen out of Sean Lane. I'm yeah. thinking about bringing him in. See, I don't know. He's jagged me a couple of times before, but I do believe it's a contract year for Sean Lane, which if anything's going to make a forward play his heart out, it's going to be a contract year for sure. Yeah, but... You got that dude you were talking about earlier as well, nipping at his heels. Yeah, you probably have a few if, people. If Sean Lane's not the, f- the where they're looking at for the future, then you can maybe see him regressing minutes and young blood getting his. No, oh, mate's a prop. Oh, is he? No. Um, but yeah, if Sean Lane can just jag a few attacking stats early on in the season, and just jump up 150, 200k early, score some really good points. They do have a good draw, don't they? Yeah, be like, especially at the start of the season, nice. they got a pretty nice draw where those sorts of attacking stats you're hoping would be able to flow. So, all right, maybe a sneaky for the start of the season, sneaky smoky. Uh, Max King, I believe, moved from the Storm to the Bulldogs. 
Yeah. 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 Now, my drama with Max King is he he's going to be another Ogden. Yeah. Uh, comes on, does 15, 20 minutes, nothing. Are you better off starting enough? Nah. Well, there was also Tepo Moreau and Andrew Fafida in the front row who are also similar price to Max King. Yeah. Um, but I guess I'll just wait for TLT. You're going to need... Uh, I mean, I look. I mean, Max King, I believe, was mentioned by, by I think maybe Ross last week. Uh, sorry, Ross this week in his article. No, it might not have been. Anyway, I've heard Max King's name being thrown yeah, around a bit. Yeah, was. Pardon what? Who did? Ross and I. Yeah. Um, and oh yeah, look, I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with that. You need <laughs> I've heard his. I've heard his name being thrown around a bit. Well, he's, like, he's pretty much the only one. Possible to light up for round one under 200k, yeah, which is very appealing within itself. And even if you can get 25 30 minutes, he's going to be a slow burn, but well, he could chip away and slowly make you 100 150k. There, there you go, right? Like, if he is, if he's that cheap, even if he only gets 30 minutes, he's still going to make me money. If he goes out and he's just a worker and he's wanting to be a starting front rower, I think he's going to be starting. like a Spencer Lino from buying, like, you know, last he's year. trying to. What? I think he's going to be like a Spencer Linu from last year. That yeah, kind of model burn. of slow burn, cheapy yeah. forward. Well, I mean, to be honest, that's it. Look, Spencer you didn't actually put on that much. He ended up being priced at two fifty for the start this yeah. year. I'm looking at him again. Because <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't learn my lessons. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, I did say damn, If he can jag a starting spot and he's not playing off the bench, when he makes that transition, I'm jumping straight on. Because the, the dude gets out there and he, and he works and he works. But, yeah. I mean, It'll be his year, bro. I'm hoping. At 250k, I mean, I'm looking for front row options around that price point, and they're hard to find. Uh, anyway, that, that, this is based off what the people uh, on Facebook have seen through the trials. Benny Hunt. I like Benny. He did look good against South. I mean, I know it's Charity Shield and it's not an NRL game, but it's pretty bloody close. Fucking pre-broken leg, he was on fire. Yeah. Um, well, I definitely arm. prefer him over Moses. Uh, yeah, well, like that's it. I mean, he's proven he gets out there and he does the work, and he knows how to be a leader and lead a team. Is, is he still a jewel? Uh, I'm not entirely no, sure. I think that's what made him most handy with the hooker half jewel. Difference um, between him and Moses. Moses goal we've, kicks. We've already talked about is the um, packs, the different packs, like Parramatta's pack. For the, they'll, they'll go off for the first 10, 12 rounds before they start getting tired, whereas. Your pack's still not solidified, if you know what I mean. You've got Jack Bird plugging a hole. We talked about who your front rowers were going to be. Like, it's not... Well, I actually think our depth in our forwards, our yeah, strength issue. De- it's, it's not bad depth, but you don't know who's playing where yet. Whereas Parramatta, they've had the same team sitting there for the last two, three years. Like, we yeah, know who's still playing got, there. We they've know still got... You don't know if Maddo's going to be middle or edge. Um, same with IPAP. You don't know if he's going to be middle or edge. They've still got a few questions. Yeah, yeah, but they're, I think they're better quality, younger players. Like a lot of your fours, your Maguire's, your DeBellins and those sorts. Tariq even, they're all 30 plus. Oh, well, you got Sua, who's not too long yeah. coming through. Well, he's 590k, straight halfback. And for that price, I mean, or around that price, you can get Hughes for 640. You can get Hines if you want to play 685 and he's dual position with a fullback. Otherwise, you go a little bit cheaper. Sam Walker, Luke Keary, yeah, he's like Jamal that. Fogarty, Mitch Moses, A-Ray. All still around that price point, you know, down to 500k. So, What's your draw like, early guy? 
Dragons are pretty tough. Like, yeah. I mean, everyone's expecting us to go really bad, so we're normally an easy team to verse. So I think the draw's a bit unpredictable. But. I don't I don't think you're going to be an easy team to verse, though, this year, I don't think. Like, I think Hook's come through, fired up the place. I think they've cleaned out a little bit. And, yeah, I mean, look, they're looking ship-shaped for me. Look, we got Warriors in round one, who I think we should beat, but then we go up to Penrith um, versus Panthers. And then from there, it's Sharks, Eels, Rabbits. Knights, mm. Roosters, Tigers, Storm. So a few yeah. easy, few tough. Yeah, that's it. But it's not it's not that bad because even if you're not necessarily going to win the games, as long as the half can get set up a couple of attacking opportunities, which I know, I know is going to be hard against some of those really strong defensive teams. But look, the Bunnies leak points. You know, Pen- Penrith not as much, um, but a few of those other teams, and they definitely leak points. As long as they leak points, the Super Coach points come. Yeah, out of that list that you read, though, in the halves, uh, the one that I'm most keen on, if I don't go clear, is Sam Walker, just because of that attack. I think they're going to score a lot more points, the Roosters and the Dragons. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so, exactly. That's exactly my thinking. I'm with you on that. And, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. Okay, Tarpanay. Yep, I like what I see now, Tarpanay. You do? You like what you see? Yeah. His missus going down, had a word with Ricky. Again. Yeah? Well, I mean, last time she didn't. Last time she did on the internet, that's worse. Well, maybe he just put his big boy pants on and said, look, miss, I'll... Make the team yourself. Thank I you. mean, when your missus gets on Instagram to make the coach listen, you'd hope that at one point he does put on his big boy pants because he has to go talk to the coach every day. So he's hoping. Uh, moving on, Cody Ramsey. Yeah. No. No, no. no it's, yeah, I'm not hot either. No, you're better off going um, Sloan. All right, Kurt Mann. You were having a bit of a chat about Mann earlier. Yeah, I st- he's burnt me too many times for me to look at. Look, he went on a run last year at a couple of points, but nah, not for me. No? no, and Con being a Knights man, sixty-five plus at start and lock, and I'll definitely strong, strongly consider him. Definitely strongly consider him. So that's a no, everybody. Uh, Luchi Lelua. I've heard a few people talk about Big Luch putting some output out for the Tigers. Yeah, Look good. Looking fit, um, looking trim. He scored ninety points in cut forty minutes. Um, so he did look good. Scored try as well. Yeah, I'd, I, I wouldn't say no to Luch if you wanted a pod. I mean, if he's got those attacking stats in him as, as the edge player. Well, he, he's, he'd create them on his own. He's pretty good. Um, I mean, that's what I mean. Each team needs one. They need an, like an edge that's, you know, where the edge back row is going to be able to make some points and produce some attacking stats. So, Luch has proven it in the past. I mean, he wasn't super reliable last year. I brought him in to finish the year yeah. as a pod. Waste, waste of fucking trade. But. Well, Why the, bring it up? <laughs> the thing at second row that I'm curious is who's everyone's third um, second rower? Because everyone's got Defee and Angus um, up there as their like, guns to keep. But who's your next best second rower? Oh, I think that's maybe a topic for the group chat. So we could bring that to the next week. We'll work that out. Uh, Zach Lomax. Man, so many dragons. Everyone loved the charity shield, obviously. Dragons look promising. Buy grand final tickets now. www.nrl.com. He did look good. He'll kick goals, but how many? His question. No, he gives none from three on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's not the best goal kicker, but he he can set up a good try, and everyone loves him for his flair in, in how he scores them or sets them up. But he's not cheap, is he? No. Oh, he's, he's better option than Ramsey. Oh yeah, but I mean, you know, he's four hundred and eighty or somewhere around there. Yeah, I think I think Berg's had the dragons before that he mentioned. who was a bit cheaper. Cody Walker. While we're on the topic of the charity shield, 
Too Ooh. much money for an unknown for me. Yeah, that's it. Look, all the hesitation took you guys a good clean second there. Monster for me if I'm going to spend the money there. Yeah, for me too. That That's my you, plan. Monster looks good. People I mean, come I, back from rehab different, you know. Wait, I don't, Monster didn't even make this list, but for me... Didn't he look good throughout the trials? Played fullback. Yeah, but he's playing well. Whatever he's doing, he's out there doing what the Storm do best, right? Which is he's out there barking orders around, telling people where to get to, and he's getting in and he's niggling and he is effort playing, and he was just there on everything, man. He, he looks real good. Like you're right. Um, I think he he's probably the must-have five-eight. But the, no, what? See, you know what my concern is. Straight up, you know what my problem is. I'm going Jerome Hughes, who also looked really juicy in the trials. Like, did you see that um, try that he ended up setting up? Did he set up or did he get it himself? Um, where they've they've sent it out to the right edge, they fumbled it around a bit, and then he ended up doubling back behind the play after already handled it once in the play. Double back behind, got it, and then set up a try. I think he ended up doing a double kick on the play. Like, it was, yeah, insane. But just their ability to keep competing in that play, like that play broke down and it should have been over, but they kept it alive and kept it going and it ended up being points. And it's like, so do I go both Storm halves? I mean, I had no issue doing it last year with Panthers halves. You know where by... But, well, yeah, but, I mean, that, that's it. Like, is there, are they all going to flow through one person? I don't know, man. I don't... No, they do their own things. Yeah, well, that's it. In which case, Munster, as we know, Mad Dog, absolute weapon. And you're right, I think he could be an essential. But, I mean, Jerome Hughes is my halfback, so it looks like I'm starting both Melbourne halves, if I can afford it, if I can find the way to squeeze in my team. But I think I'm probably pretty close to being able to do it already. Who's the next? You got another? Or uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, nah, it's all good. I found him. Uh, your boy, The Hammer. Oh, I like what I've seen from the Fids. Yeah? I do, I do. He's... I watch the Cowboys game. You might, I see what you're looking at. Uh, he's looking bigger. He's looking a lot more confident. That yeah, was, a lot stronger. That's the key, key thing for me. Last year, he didn't look that confident out there. This year, he's, dang it, wrong, he's only two trial games, but looked very, very confident out there. Kick for himself and everything. Knows he's got the speed to burn. Same thing, though. I don't know how many points they're going to score. Week to week. Oh, if he can do that once every fucking two, three games, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, not for me. Just Cowboys are the issue. Yeah, the Cowboys attack. I'm probably going to steer well clear of. But I mean, I do see, I do see what you're looking at. But he's I just don't know if I believe. Turns. He's got kick. You got to think. Got, got a bit of running. To Berg's do. got the runner. That's not. We've checked. <laughs> got a bit of running to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, look, look, I'm with Con. I just, I'm not sure about the uh, attack coming out of coming out of the Cowboys. I just don't know if I can trust it. Look good though, though. Probably, look yeah, good though. It, looked, it looked all right. I'll give you that. It looked all right. Uh, while we're on the Cowboys, Jermaine Snow Brown has made the move up to the North. I like young Manny. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't touch him super coach wise. If he can start, nah, just a minute. Yeah. Well, least he can't start, can he? You'll be McLean, and he could start. You reckon? If he starts, would you look at young Maney? Nah. Nah? Nah. Oh. Right, back to the Dragons again. Tyrell Sloan? Nah. No, nah, nothing me. Yeah, it's it. 450 or whatever. I'm going to gamble that high. I'm going to find someone probably a bit more recognised. Well, you're going to go Sully, won't you? If you're going to go Yeah, if I'm going to go up that way. He's, even still, I probably won't go Sully. I don't any, know. Any word about Bullimore from Manly? Yeah, don't do it. Don't oh. do it? Yeah, you feel like a trap? or Why? 
don't know. Isn't he getting shoes to start and spot on the edge? But it will nah, a couple of rounds. Is he? Yeah, for at least six weeks, I think. And that's what, that's what, well, I mean, for me, it was the if. If if that's the case on TLT, whoever locks down that cover spot for Shoestar, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> worth looking at. Especially and now, if, it's if Ola Kawatu has fractured his forearm, I think it is, both spots are up for grabs, so... Yeah, so that's it, hey. He's a walk-up, I Lawton think. Him and Lawton. Maybe. All right, you guys still on Hastings after the weekend? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Buying yeah. grand final tickets to the... Tigers Eels Grand Final? Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah? I mean, Dragons will give them a run for their money, but... I'd go to that. Yeah? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tuolangi from the Tigers. The second rower. Yeah. If you can snag that spot, I'll have him. Yeah, absolutely. Bench spot, starting spot. Only starting, a starting spot. Starting. Preferably a starting Lukey, spot. Lukey, the other second rower that he's fighting with? Uh, nah, no, heal him, Lukey's Cowboys. up at the Cowboys. Oh. That you but. He's definitely, he was on the good mids list last week and I watched him over the weekend. It's actually why I watched the Cowboys game. I see what you're seeing there too. He's yeah. definitely making it into my revised like draft. He wasn't that great last year, but he looks a lot fitter this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like he wants to get involved to play the game for sure. Uh, Maddo. No, not for me. It's nah. contract year, but for Maddo. Everyone, every, that should be a thing in Supercoach if anyone actually like Sanks or anyone listens. Can you put a contract year icon next to him? <laughs> that fucking great Like I'd pay I'd buy gold then Alright That year icon came Came along Dylan Brown I like bags Yep Yeah you guys were having A bit of a chat about him earlier I At the start bags. of the list <laughs> uh, Yeah 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 uh, Well yeah I was looking at him On the weekend too And uh, But like That's it Do you go What's the price difference Between him and money Money's Yeah but that's it mo- Yeah exactly Money's money oh. So do, do oh, you He's talking about Munster they're doing cash. No, uh, oh, lost me too. All right, so yeah, Mad Munster, right? How much is it? What's the price difference between Dylan Brown oh, and then Munster? A fair bit, hundred and something. Is it? Least. Okay, so do you take that risk? Do you not run Munster, or is he? Like, I'm, I'm seriously considering running Hughes and Dylan Brown at this point. I'm running a Monet and Ilias, so don't even talk to me. I got. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, dear, I just sacrificed Turbo and, and Cleary and Defi a while ago. I just I can't afford to start with them. Dylan Brown's four hundred and sixty-six. Once is what six eighty, six sixty, six forty-nine, six forty, two hundred k almost. Yeah. Okay, uh, Marcelo Montoya for the Warriors. Nope. Couple of Warriors here. No, Rocco Berry. Nope. Oh, he's awkwardly priced, Rocco. Yeah. No, it's kind Jimmy the Jet. No, no. <laughs> no. playing. Yeah, it's here. I saw. I think it was you in there replying to comments. I saw you have fun with that one. A few yeah. people did actually. Bo Firma, he's popped up in a few lists. All right, Bo. Yeah, Isaac Targo as well. Yeah, must have. Yeah, I think yeah, must have. I'm agreeing with you there for sure. Yeah, Isaac yeah. Targo is just firming at this point. It's a must have. Joy Arrow played a fair few minutes, didn't he? Well, with 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 Pangai getting suspended. Could easily save you some money and plug the hole that you had Pangai penned in there for. Oh, well, yeah. If he's, running if he's going to keep up those minutes, like if we're going to see some high minutes out of him, I was, I'm not sure what he actually scored super crunch points wise in the game. But Mitch he Nichols busy. didn't play. They had a couple that didn't play, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Mm. And then finally, Corey Pakes. Like what I've seen from young Corey, yeah. actually. He gives, give, don't get me wrong, I don't know how it translated super coach wise, but. He um he give he give the ball out in front of the halves. It was good ball from a hooker. You know they sort of have stumbled there for a couple of years. <coughs> He's meant to be really quick too. Yeah, 
out of dummy half shit. And one more I want to mention is your half, or whatever he was for you, uh, Lachlan Ilias. I thought he was good in the trial. I think he did his job well and showed some toe when he was chasing down Tyrell Slow when he made the break. So I think there's good signs there. Yeah, I liked, I liked what I've seen from him too. Kick to 2040. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was good, hey. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy shouldn't, with him. Shouldn't, shouldn't have had that set, but anyway. Demetrio says it's the spot's his to lose pretty much, so, yeah, I'm confidently starting with him. Well, there you go. Look, that was uh, from the fans. What about from you guys? That's it. G- give us your top few formers from the trials based on the footy that you guys have had the, the chance to watch so far. You go, bud. Um, I mean, he already started Ilias. Yeah, well, Ilias. Um, Sean Lane. Dylan Brown and Moses, they all impressed me on the weekend just gone. Yeah, um, Nick oh, Nico Hines looked really good for the Sharks yesterday against what well, was pretty a pretty average. Would you seriously team. look at paying 6.30 or 6.80, um, whatever he is? Possibly. With the duel now and with all these fullbacks out, yes. Because especially if a couple of them, like if Paps ends up being a two-week or a three-week thing, yeah. then when he comes back, he can have the looks. Well, he's good. You upgrade your half that you've got there, which or like the Iliases or whatever. Move him up there. You've got yourself a premium if he's going. I up. think before the season starts, he'll be available half or five eight anyway. Who? Hines. No, he's already dual. He's already oh, dual. That's well, what I'm saying. Back, but, but he's pretty expensive. Full back half. Yeah, but if he's going to run the show and create points like he did at Storm, he's expensive for a reason. Yeah, yeah but I think, like, if you compare him in the halves, like, to a Sam Walker or a Jerome Hughes, I'd rather take someone in the higher point-scoring team. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm with God on this one. Like, I, I personally am not looking at him uh, there at all. It's, I, I, I think Sharks going to have a good year. It's his duel, it's his duel that makes him so, so juicy, especially with only Turbo. Teddy's under injury cloud after coming back from stem cells. Trell suspended. Uh, Reese Walsh ain't back till round three anyway. There's no way there's, I'd have Hines at fullback. There's a bit of a hole there if you... Round two now. Oh, is it? Yeah, well, still, like, there's there's a little bit of a hole at fullback. They're kind of trying to make you go turbo, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, so I don't know what, you would put Hines at fullback. No, nah, see, I wouldn't do because, that. Only because in a, in a couple of weeks' times, if Hines is going well and he ends up being one of the better sevens, I get I, I upgrade one of my sevens. Yeah. Um, I move Hines straight up there. Hopefully I've I've done well elsewhere and I've got some cash and I can bring in a premium fullback. Yeah, someone as they're coming in. Yeah, look, fair call. Cool. All right. I mean, look, I don't think I'd be you know trying to bank on a spine trade that early on, but you do you, bro. Um, uh, Luke Thompson also looked good, I think. Yeah. In the Bulldogs game, he was very busy early. Um, yeah, offloading, which was a good sign. And I think he'll be my Pangai replacement. Did you like the look of Birdo? He did okay, Birdo. He didn't set the world on fire. They got a lot of work to do still, man. So much work. To they do. still need a true number seven. Um, we got we got a lot of work to do. And a directional number nine would help too. All right, Bergs. What about you? You got a few players form wise that you've been keeping uh, an eye on now. Yeah, no. I mean, look, I only got <laughs> ten minutes out of Harry Grant, but for me, he was on fire. I, I like. I get it. It's a back end of a game, and he's coming on fresh, but. Mate, he was just lethal on the kick returns and just, yeah, just... I like Elise Katoa. Yeah. That's that, that's one I'm really looking at hard, is Elise Katoa over at um, 
the Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. He couldn't the first try. get the spot over Aiken though. I think he'll have the other spot. Aiken Curran's. will get one. He'll Curran will play uh, lock. Yeah, until Tohu's back. So that's that's at least ten rounds. Is his spot to cement or not? You know. Yeah. I can always see Aiken getting pushed to centre. Yeah, but then you could also say Jazz might come on at thirteen or. You've also got Ben Murdoch, Masilla, who can sometimes play on an edge. Ja- Jazz's utility value gives him. Yeah, it's yeah. I reckon. Ja- I reckon Jazz is a bench for bench forward, and then if they got an issue with a hooker or something, they need to change it up. They can always send him on as a hooker if they haven't maxed out his minutes already. Yep. Um, okay. Cool. So that's pretty much our trials list from the people. Uh, we've got a few more things. So we've done PPM. Con, you got a few things for us. Um, you've done some base uh, options in the hooker and the fullback position, the two crucial and coveted positions this year. Um, you know, every time we talk Supercoach, we end up mentioning some of the major players in these uh, vital positions to fill. So what do you got for us, buddy? Yeah, I just sort of take a look at their base to see where they all start from. And then if a team can get a good run of matchups or something, then you know where they're starting from and then the attacking stats could come on top of that, hopefully. Um, with the hookers, McInnes is a clear standout there with base. He's in, going off 2020, which was a different game. But he averaged 71 in base alone. So I think that's pretty good if that can stay that consistent. But judging off last year's scores, it looks like it's taken a dip. And he won't get the minutes as well. Like, he, he was getting out of the Dragons. No, I mean, just, like, the hooker scores base in general. Oh, okay. Because last year, the highest was Damien Cook at 51.8, or 52, we might as well call it, so... You hate Cook? Yeah. So, as, as you say, he shows he's not producing attacking stats if he's got the highest base and he's not the highest averaging hooker. He's not producing the stats that you want. That's right. I'm just glad he straight up admitted it. Okay, who was next? Um, and then you had um, Jaden Braley who doesn't produce the attacking stats, so he's not an option. At all this year. Nah, and then you got Marnie at 50. Trap. Exactly, and then you got uh, Grant and Brendan Smith around the 45 mark. Hold so. up, hold up. You call Marnie a trap? Oh, I personally think 13 tries this in 17 games. There's no way he's going to come close to doing that again. That's just my opinion. Nah. Dude loves an attacking stat, bro. Yeah, I just think Paris. He's got good yeah. attacking forwards. Oh, yeah, and I, I think, think with because Moses, Moses will be calling the ball and getting them back this year. Right? Yeah, but the beauty of Marnie is he gets to decide whether Moses actually gets it. And sometimes, like that's what I mean. He plays good eyes up footy. That's what I like about him. Sometimes he just goes, "Yep," sees the hole and just either goes for it himself or he's got a forward steaming through it. You know, he doesn't often just go for like failed shots on goal like that. He goes for a shot. He tends to get it. And he's well, got a, a decent kick on him too, doesn't he? No, nah, well, I think he does have so many t- tries here because he does go for it so often. So the law of averages say he's going to get one in the, yeah, in the amount of chances that he tries to go for it. Yeah, but I'm more thinking in terms of the rule change because hookers can get that time close to the line, but if they're going to blow a penalty not give them the six again, they no, can't only, take advantage of the markers It's only up so the much. other end. It's only when it's in your in your half that the in your own forty, yeah, to get you out of trouble. Yeah. Yep. All right. And, and yeah, that's about it. That's about it. What about the fullbacks? Who you got there? Um, the fullbacks. Well, the the guns are pretty much right there at the top. Tur- Turbo number one with forty-seven and a half, and then Teddy was behind him with forty-four point one. But Puppenhausen. 
in the games that he played, 80 minutes, seven games, he averaged 61 with the goal kicking. So from a base point of view, he's in front of everyone by a fair distance. So if he can maintain form from round one last year, yeah, come back without the fear in the back of his head, he should be all right. Well, even towards the end of last year, his last three games, I think he turned up twice and had a 71. So yeah. in his seven games last year, he averaged 115, 116. And yeah, just I think it was 500s out of seven games. So no big 200s, but he come close with one and... Like I said, his confidence was dinted early, so yeah. I think he's a get on, perhaps. Just don't even think about it. Um, and then, yeah, you got not really much else base-wise. Highest apart from that is 35 or 37 with Gutho, who I thought would be higher, but just wasn't there. And then the rest are in the low, high 20s, low 30s, so... Not even going near him. Now, uh, Campbell, young Campbell, he only had six games, but he averaged 30, just over 36. So, another year, got a really, another really good, good size. Draw, so, yeah, so he could be a sneaky one. Yeah. I have been eyeballing him, young Campbell, personally. Yeah. He's just got that thing about him where, you know, points can come from anywhere Fuck or nowhere. He's old man's kid, mate. Yeah. He's old man's gun, but... Yeah. Slippery shit. Super catch gold. Like, imagine Presto some weeks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely a lot to like. Just yeah. where the Titans can put it together, I guess. Yep. So where are we at today, gentlemen? Pardon? Uh, what? Where are we at? Where are we at? We're at question time, buddy. Uh, actually, yeah, well, we are. But to kick off question time, I've got one, which I did have teed up. Here we go. Uh, Johnny Renara He says it's his first time doing drafting Because we touched on draft a bit last week I want to kick off with that He said what are your first 10 picks in order Please and thank you So I think I asked you guys to do your top 12 Because I read things carefully <laughs> Alright um, Well I got Cleary number one I think that's a given I know a lot of people love Turbo But did you go turbo? No, I didn't. No. Nah. I went for the same reason you went. Yeah, no. the liability. No, it's just the gap between first and second there is massive, whereas fullbacks, the points difference isn't as huge. In saying that, I do see the point in going turbo because when you captain him and he scores 229, you're not getting beat that week. So number two for both of you then? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Number three then? Well, I'll take those two either way. Yep. Yeah, me too. Yeah. If I had second pick, someone took Nath, I wouldn't be disappointed with getting turbo or vice versa. Yeah. So, um, then I had Paps, for the reasons I just mentioned before too, the average in his 80-minute games last year was just phenomenal. Does that mean you think Paps will average more than Teddy? Yes. All right, cool. I've got Teddy. Yeah, You've I've got, got Teddy too. Yeah. Well, I've got Teddy four. All right, and whether you guys got Paps fourth? I've got Trell and Paps the same. Four, same, five. Same. Four, what about five. you guys? Yeah, I've got um, Paps four and then Grant five. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, that's it. No one's mentioned Grant. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, I've got Grant down at number eight. I've got him at seven. seven. Only because okay. Hooker is so hard to So five, five six. six. Have you got Trell at five? Five or six? Um, I was tossing. I had him at five and ten. I don't know. Just because of his liability. 
All right, fair enough. He well, can be suspended. Cody Walker, who's not a liability. Got a lot logic. And then Munster. So Walker and Munster there. Either or. Yeah. I could take either one. Wouldn't bother me at all. What about you guys? Everyone on the same page there? I've got Defey at five. Same. Defey and Munster. I've got Defey, then Grant, then Munster. And is that because of the gap with Defey between any other second rower? Like, when he gets just, on, just he can pull hat-tricks, bro. Ceiling, yeah, he's ceiling. For, he's ceiling. for a second rower pulling hat-tricks, that's insane. He's ceiling's huge for a big man. Um, I, I, I probably should add Grant in front of him, to be honest, but I've got Defey, Grant, Munster. So. But, yeah, I just like Defey, if especially... He has, he's got that. Well, it's just a weapon. One, That's yeah, all you need to say, really. He's got 150s in him. We all, yeah. All right, right, so where are we up to? We've already covered eight, um, four, haven't we? So yeah, so I've got seven Deefy yeah. instead of six. And then I've got eight Grant. And then ten, I've got Trill, who could be up the top. I don't know. I'm torn on Trill. Yeah. Um, but and I mean, then, him and Walker would probably inter- be interchangeable between five and ten. Well, I'd probably swap K- them the other way. I've got Cody yeah. Walker up there. At ten? That, yeah, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten, nine. So yeah. and um, Hughes and DCE, just because there's no quality halves really are a long way after them. That's it, and you really need to be concentrating on getting that with your first pick. Is like quality spine players, yeah. but yeah, halves are few and far in between. So if I you can manage Reed, the jag one, Reed Marnie and Cheese. Yeah, spine players once again. So you think hookers are going to start going before? Like halves. I could easily throw Garrick and Toto in yeah, that top I had twelve as well. Toto was in my twelve. I'm so surprised, and I really want to take a state back with Con that. Uh, Pongan's not in your 12, because he's definitely up in my 12. Oh, is he in your 12? Oh, I don't think we got through to 12. We're not going to, but like, just quickly answer oh, the question. I got through to 12. Oh, did you, you did. Oh, wow. Cool. Well. Yeah, no, okay. Oh, listen, whatever. KP's just the inconsistency. Kills me. Yeah. Yeah, fair call. Sweet ass. Alrighty, so some other questions we've got there. Have we got any wait, questions wait. on the live tonight, Let's guy? Let's do something first. Fine, you go to the Instagram questions. No, I'm going to the Twitter. I've got Alright, sweet ass. While we're there, just, actually, just hold on. Well, I've got some guys... Online and shit. Okay. Supercat, our SD stats man from Twitter has started his own unlimited group. Uh, guys, there are prizes. So there's already more to be involved in than what we're giving you. Uh, so, prick your ears up. Um, so the stats man's unlimited group code is 18, 24, 16, 182416. He's got a few prizes to give away. The 2023 version of the Mega Guide. From Supercoach Talk, uh, 2023 version of the Players Guide from the NRL Physio and a, and a Supercoach Ring. So, guys, if you want to get heavily involved and win yourself a ring uh, and uh, some of this great gear, get get in touch. Oh, you don't have to get in touch with Statsman, just join the fucking group. There you go, 18, 24, 16. The professionalism of Burke's. Professionalism. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bloody 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> he said something like that. The kids would want to be in bed or you're bad parents. I was doing the editing and there was, there's something in the Ross Media. No, Ross Media. Proge- progressional. Progressional. He oh, said professional. Right, right. No, that's right. My bad. Sorry. Progressionalism. Progressionalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, some questions. You got the Instagram questions there, Burke's? You got some live questions there for us, Guy? Oh, I can go first. Um, I've got a couple up on Facebook. Um, <laughs> From an affordability point of view, I'll throw this one to Con. Um, would it be wise to start Clune and maybe take a hit in points in round one so I can afford both Turbo and Cleary? Is no, Clune an option? If Cleary's going to be your backup. Well, no, I think he's so he can fit Cleary in. Yeah, I, I think if you're going to take a hit, you might as well just take a hit and not even get Clune and just upgrade around him. 
yeah. if you're going to have Cleary from round two onwards or possibly even start the season with. Just take your AE that week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, think, I think that's an assumption that Cleary was out round one. Yeah. So you might have to carry him. All right, well, I've got one on Twitter, uh, on Bingo, Instagram from Keithy. Yep. Keithy. Hey, how many minutes do you boys think Lolo's going to get? In your <laughs> professional opinions, we know Toddy's... 55. ...loose, but... Well, yeah, what, what I think 50, and what I, what I would, if I was coached, a lot different, but yeah, probably about 60, I'm hoping. Million bucks, you're paying 80 for me, mate. Oh, at least a good 70 plus, yeah. Yeah. Five, five minute rest either side of half time and get get out there, mate. Toddy don't want to hurt him, so he gives him forty minutes and shit. Yeah, don't want to hurt him for his longevity, but we just won't use him effectively while he's in his prime. Makes yeah. total sense. Good on you, Toddy. You won't be there when he's old anyway. Yeah, you'd be lucky. With with Cheese now getting off the suspension, this one's from Jared Watson. Would you be looking at him to start at hooker or still run Grant and run Cheese in the back row? Either or for me. Yeah. I don't mind. I just want cheese in my team, really. I had him even when he was suspended for the first round, so I'm stoked. Yep. And Johnny Renara, first time doing draft, um, and he was asking the first 10, which we've just covered. Um, have you got any bergs? Yeah, Mitchie Burner. Mitchie, does Momorowski kick goals for the Chooks this year, boys? No, I think whoever gets the spot... I think it'll be out of him or Kieran. Yeah, well, that would be Kieran probably player. kick if he no, gets Sammy if he's in front. No, I don't think so. All right. Uh, again from Mitchie. Uh, which player has made the most money after six rounds, you think, boys? This year? Yeah. Oh, good question. Um, I'm going to go with an uh, Isaac Tago or somewhere along that mould. Yeah, or maybe Jackson Hastings. If he comes out the block strong... And, and Tigers can actually click. He might have put on some money in the first six rounds, but it's got to be someone yeah, to, high, high ceiling, cheap price. With his 350 price tag, his break-evens will be a bit different to Targo's as well. Yeah. So the Targo's still has that little bit more of a chance to make that bit of money if you catch my drift. Oh, yeah, fair call. I'll, I'll take look. a stub at Ilias for that one, for pure money well, money. So that's a good shout. Yeah, Panasini's probably in the conversation. Suwali or whoever picks up the Roosters wing spot too. Yeah, if Suwali gets the wing spot. If it's a cheapie and they've managed to put on some tries, they could be in for some serious gains cash-wise. Yep. Got one guy? Oh, no, i got one. Oh, uh, I've, I've got the live comments. I've managed to find the live on my phone, sweetheart. So Dave London's in there. He says, g'day. Mark Hindle wants us to explain the trades boost. Now, Mark, we obviously haven't played yet either. I mean, I think a lot of us are going to work it out once we get into the season. But from my understanding, buddy, the way it works is you get two trades per week as normal and five times throughout the season you can press a button to do a trade boost and be given an extra trade that round. You can do it once per, like in each round that you do it in. You can do it five times in total in the season, so use it wisely. Um, aside from that, the only other changes to trades this year, I believe, is you get three trades during each of the buy rounds instead of there being a super trade round during the international rep round. So good luck, Mark. Um, Johnny Ronara has jumped in the live comments. G'day, buddy. He says uh, Tuolangi is going to Manly too. I think that's the second row from the Tigers. Yeah. So if he ends up at Manly, and especially if they're looking thin in the second row, then... Yeah, that'll be next year. Yeah, all right. Still might be one to watch over time. Timmy O'Connor says, great to see Guy back on the couch. It is. Good to have him back. Cheers, Timmy. 
Uh, Kane Darcy says, thoughts on Latrell Mitchell only missed one week. Is he worth bringing in from the start? With question marks on Puppy not starting. I mean, personally, yep. I'm a yes, exactly. I'm a maybe. You're a maybe. <laughs> so pretty much we're, we're all yeses. Cool. Sean O'Vara says, is there somewhere we can check on stats for trial games in Supercoach points they scored? Yes, I do believe the telly article has done it. Um, I've definitely seen some photos going throughout the groups and stuff like that. Um, and I've definitely seen some scores going around. Brad, that's what Brad's been working off and stuff as well. So I'm not entirely sure where they are, but yes, they're definitely going around. Maybe asking the groups and stuff. Hit up the Supercoach360 podcast group on Facebook. We'll see if we can put them there. Um, Ta- Sean O'Vara again also says Tarpon is looking like he's making my round one side. And Brandon Smith can play first round, so he's going to get on him now too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon Smith's looking juicy for uh, me as well. Brad Ives is in there. Uh, Chris McClelland says uh, as his second row forwards, he's looking at uh, Nakoris, Tilly, and Murray. What do you think? He, he likes Nakora. I know. <clears throat> Look, I love you, Chris, but I'm not sold on Nakora. I know you're a Sharks fan, and I just don't want to hurt your feelings. I, I hope you guys are in for a good year, and I expect that you guys will be in for a good year, but I don't know if I can jump on Nakora. He's not exactly cheap. He's not like bargain basement, is he? I don't mind Nakora. He, he, he scores tries. I don't mind um, him either, but he's just not in that top elite category. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the issue with him. There's others around the same price, so I think it'll do a bit better. If we see him get back to his form of a couple of years ago in his breakout year where he's just running off a good half and, and he's getting some good quality ball and he's just running good lines, like he was good at that and he was also good at following the play through through the line and, and you know, keeping up with the half and whoever's actually broken the line and going through and support. If we can see him return to that under Fitzy, a Fitzy, then, yeah, sweet. But for me, it's watch and act. I'm not jumping on it. Murray, I, I do like the idea of, but for me, personally, too expensive. All right, got one from Butts United on Instagram. Number one cash cow for 2022 now. Well, I think we just talked about that with who's oh, going to make the know, most I money. Know, I think that was, over, that was over the first six months. Yeah, okay, yeah, good point, good I, point. I, I, me personally, I think if Ezra Mann can take that spot off fucking Billy Wilders, it's him. I think Targo, if Targo can jack some attacking stats out of there, I think he could be, because he already looks like he's a worker. He's going to get the run, he's going to do the runs. I mean, let's see if that happens when Tyler's back out on the field, but even when Tyler was out in the field, he was taking the second run a lot. Another sneaky one look at your boy, Tommy Starling. No, I think Chris Randall. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What about the quickest bloke in the comp? Jason Saab. Uh, cooler. Saab, heaps quicker. He was jogging behind him on the weekend. Yeah, but he didn't have the ball. He yeah, was quicker without the ball. He was, I think Saab's got him easily. Um, but yeah, no, I reckon Randall. Yeah, I like Randall. I mean, I'm jumping on him. So, you got some more there, guy? Yep. Um, so, I've got one from Nicholas Heffernan. Oh, wait. So, sorry, hold on. Before oh. we move on, I just noticed Chris McClellan's put in a comment saying, Will Kennedy will be the best dollars at fullback. I'll bet you all. Ooh. So, he thinks... Well, I mean, I was talking to Chris earlier today, and he does think that... Uh, Will Kennedy is going to be a little bit of on the sly. He did look good in the trials the other day, and if he's you know, a good footballer, Will. And if the spine over there can can click together, I know it's there's a lot of you know sort of fresh faces, and there's been a lot of change over the last few years at the Sharks. But if they can find a groove, they they could put on some points. Maybe not against all the top tier teams, but against the lower two thirds of the competition, I reckon they can have a field day. Do you think there's any chance? I personally think it could happen that. Kennedy doesn't actually get the fullback spot during the year and um, Hines goes back there. Nah. 
I think you only can't if, see it? I think only no. if Hines uh sorry, if Kennedy were to get injured, then they might have to put him back there in case of an emergency. But nah man, I think Will Kennedy's their future fullback. You know, yeah, like and he's come through the grades there he's and stuff, raided. hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he's there. he's I a local junior Hines. and a lot like, of their, their team best, is. He was their around. best player by far last year. Yeah. yeah. He was just in a, a horrible team. Yeah, but I still think Hines is a better player and uh, I think Hines is a better one, but yeah, but if you can utilise both of them in your team instead of just having one in your team in their favourite position, I think you got to do it. Just like at origin time, you don't just pick Turbo at fullback because he's in the best form at the moment. You pick Teddy because you can use Turbo elsewhere, same as you pick Kennedy at fullback because you can use Nico elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, but then you're leaving out Trindle or a half. No, you're, not, you're leaving out Moylan. <laughs> oh, no. See, what please. a shame. <laughs> All right, Nicholas Heffernan, his question was, how many players from one team is too many? I'm keen on Moses, Panasini, Marnie, but there is also a strong case to start with Gaff, Gutho if Paps is out round one and if you can't pay up for Turbo. Now, look, Bergs was talking about it in his things to remember and that's some of the outside noise. And for me, Gutho is outside noise. No, Gutho goes on runs. Look, I know Gutho goes on runs, but Gutho is not super consistent. The Eels attack has a lot of ups and I like ums and ahs about it, especially with new wingers and stuff. I think it's a gamble personally. And at fullback, I just think you've got four sort of clear-cut options who are better. If, and, and he's not that much of a stepping stone to get to those blokes. If you've got to use him as a stepping stone, but I'd be almost better off like going Tommy so I'm set and I'm just like, all right, I'm going to take the gamble on Tommy because he can do that captain just crazy numbers and then I'd rather go with a cheapie almost over Gutho. And I, I know it's a bit of a rough call for Gutho, but... Someone must have turned Juzzy up past the fire button on the toaster because he's pretty cool. The question was, <laughs> the question was, how many players from one team is too many? Not about Gutho. But uh, yeah, I know, I know. But but that's where like it comes into it. He's considering a bunch of para players, and I can get a bunch of those other players, deal bags and stuff. I can get, but I just think if anything, you're, you're cooked for thinking Gutho. Three? As do you think three though? Yeah. You well, I mean, look, I've got the same question with Stormers. I mean. I'm now considering both Storm halves and, you know, front row and hooker. So that's four. I've had five in the past. I think probably five, six. But you've only just got to worry if, about if, injuries, really. If they're the team that score points. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's it. The if they're performing, they're performing. Like, you got to remember in years gone by, there's there's been stages in everyone's team. and I, you, you look and they're heavily loaded with certain clubs. Um, Melbourne's a good club to get a couple of like Spine players from. Um, Roosters is good for their, their, their attacking forwards. Uh, Parramatta's good for attacking forwards. Manly, Turbo, yeah. Garrick, DCE. Like there's, you know, there's... Yeah, so Nick, in answer to your question, there's no real number. It probably depends on the it's team. It's what you're comfortable with. Like, if they have oh. a shit week and get belted, you, you're, you're oh. the one, look, your I'd five be, players get nothing. Yeah, well, I'd, be, I'd be also hesitant in the day and age that we live in that if a team gets struck down with COVID and you've got six players from that team, it's not going to be a good week. No, because at most you've only got three trades to get you out of it. That's and that so completely throws your plans back by a week. Which... Well, that's where playing with enough's going to be, uh, with Nuffs on the bench is going to be hard this year too. Like, yeah. If you start with Nuffs, it's... You, you, I think you can only do one at most. Yeah, because yeah, they can come in every person you need. Well, not even, Great. you just fall short if COVID's yeah. struck. Stra- yeah. 
Great question from Bradley Baxter. Hines, Sexton, Walker. Which halfback is best take for first three rounds if I can't get to Cleary? Nico Walker. For me. I'm Walker as well. What, in a draft? No, no, no. no but just uh, if, if you you've got to take it. If you, yeah. Uh, one of those three. I'd go Hines. Two Hines, two Walkers. Yeah, know. look, I'd go Walker just because I think the Roosters have already proven their attack and Nico with a bit more goals. strength. I think he was on the weekend, yeah. Yeah, Nico kicked goals there too. Walk, Walker's a chance of kicking though as well. He's only slight chance. They might take that off him, load up Momorowski, just take a bit of that yeah, just off Yeah, just so him. he can focus on... Um, if he even gets the start. Like, we don't even know if he's going to get the start yet. All right, then, moving on. Okay, who is more important to have, Stags or Aiken? And is Payne Haas a set and forget, or are there better options? That's from Crom Stremovic. I don't think there's better options in the front row. If he realises his potential, he's a monster. We know that. He's an absolute beast, and he's a weapon. And if, if, um, if the team around him can click... He might even jack some attacking stats because he's just such a beast and he can pump through the line. If they could get him up into a decent position. He's all, he's been better in the shitter team. Because he has to do the work. If clicks, he might not do as much work. Yeah, um, fair call. Might not have to do as much work. The, the ball's on offer other places. Don't think he's as much as a must-have as he has been in the past. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I've got, I've got no inkling at all to start the season with him. I'm on Stags over Aiken as well. Oh yeah, I, I I don't know if I'm on Stags over Aiken. Maybe by the end of year, but while there's no Tohu Harris, I really like Aiken. Um, because he he'll give you big minutes and scores tries. Like he doesn't pass much. I got Aiken probably slightly ahead too. Don't get me wrong. I think I'll finish with Stags in my team if he if especially if Brisbane's good and he's doing what he does. All right, Dane Gayregger. He says, boys, which one of these three for five eight? Nick Arima, Dill Bags, or Kurt Mann? Dill Bags by a mile. Well, the only That's... thing to note, Nick Arima and Dill Bags are both around the 470 mark, and Kurt Mann's only 380, so you do save a little bit. No, nah. Kurt Mann's playing 65, but like I'd go him over both of them, absolutely. Okay. But I wouldn't like to start with any of them, really. I, I'm liking I'm liking Dill Bags. I think if I'm going to take one risk on Parramatta's attack, it's him. If he's the same price as Mazes, I'd go Mazes all day over Dill Bags. Yeah, forty grand difference or something. Yeah, I'd go uh, Mazes. Jow Lust, what do you fellas think about starting with Ramian? I mind it. He's looking good, man. Like he's just a he's a, if he's going if he's your gun center. Well, he's. A, Based that beast. Yeah, it? that's it. That's it. He is. He's like, what was he third on your list or second? Yeah, second, I think. He's been popping up and consistently working like the last couple of years at the Sharks that well, I've only, noticed. So only one man in front of him, and he's two hundred k dearer. Yeah, you know, it's a massive. Like, granted, the points are a massive difference, but but I mean, who knows? Sharks could click with this whole new lineup and this new look and this new coach. There's a lot of variables there, but the beauty of what I like about Ramian in that side is that you're not taking that risk on attack because he oh, gets out there and he... Tackle break. That's he, it. He's, he does his thing. All right. I know, I know I was big on him last year, but I'm actually off Ramian this year, boys. Um, oh, I think... Same thing back what I thought was thinking on the Marnie lines is I think he's coming off a career year. Um, that maybe is one of the things. Maybe that... Sharks go better, but he... 
Um, just for a stat, because I actually had it in the article, I actually liked Siankatoa better at Sharks because they do have a nice draw. Um, but just on Ramian, um, he was also about 1%. Um, but I just think Katoa had more of a ceiling if you look back through the numbers. Ramian's more consistent. But the thing with Ramian, he averaged about six tackle busts a game. Um, and the only players who averaged more tackle busts were Defi, Teddy, To'o, Turbo and Rapana. So he's, he's in an elite category there from last year in terms of tackle breaks. And I know he can do it a fair bit. Um, but yeah, I just, I just question whether he can back up last year's uh, performance again this year. So similar to Marnie, I just think I'm a bit worried. I'd have him a bit of the bit of a risk. Um, and yeah, I don't think he has the ceiling as some of the other center wins to yeah, repay yeah. you. That's just the thing. The ceiling's the thing. And it's a massive ceiling with center wings. But he doesn't. Have, yeah, he doesn't have the ceiling of the other of the some of the other ones. But like Katoa, he out averaged Katoa by six points at the end of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. But the thing with Katoa, so he played thirteen games. One of them was only twenty three minutes. So if you take that out in his twelve games, I, 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 a quarter were ninety or more, and two of them were big hundreds. I get that, but if you with the centre wing, a lot of people played on rotation and match up and shit. So you could miss out on. Two, three, four of those yeah, big, big, big scores because you just didn't play him that week. But with yeah. Ramian, you know he's going to make your team every week because you know what you're going to get. And if the attacking stats come on top, beautiful. Bonus, yeah. They're, bon- they're, they're virtually three points. Yeah, well, in the past, I've normally always gone down that line with the base stats. But I just think, yeah, I'm just more looking at ceilings and who can uh, boost me up in a week rather than just hold steady around the rankings. All right, just before we move on, uh, doubling back to that question about the numbers, Timmy O'Connor says he thinks he had six Panthers for most of last season. I think I'm about right with you there. Highly too, Timmy. Yeah, Brad Huxley says he had a bunch of rabbits. Storm and Manly was basically his entire lineup by the end. Well, he finished one behind Brad. Yeah. Um, Brad Huxley uh, also said Gutho was king for me last year for an eight-week stretch. And, look, that's Berg's argument. He's got it in him. Fair call. Look, if you do, if you pull the trigger and you jump on, then good on you. Oh, if you can pick the weeks he's, he's on, then you're on, you know. All right. Um, Dambo, um, Marsha Goisey, sorry, just Dambo, loves double cheapy hookers, and, yeah, he does. <laughs> Dirty <laughs> bugger. Um, but uh, Adam Robertson, uh, he's obviously considering it. He wants to know on thoughts on running two cheapy hookers. It's like, look, if that's your game, buddy, that's your game. It's look, for, for me, that's that's my plan at the moment, unless I pull the trigger on Harry. If Ber- I- Bergs is the opposite. Bergs is two premiums, you're two cheapies. Dang, it's, dang a, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to be spending up front, but I think we're going to see a lot of money get made there this year too, and a lot of points get scored through that position. So, I've, I've gone two cheapies at the moment too, but with Brandon Smith in the second row, so if shit hits fan, Brandon Smith just goes up there and I... Do something with me second row. Yeah, well, that, that's it. That's my goal is get Brandon Smith in the back row. Um, before I get McInnes, I'll, I'll wait and look and see McInnes, and then that gives me options there. I've also got Kobe Hetherington in a pinch if I need to, you yeah, know, sh- shift one out and just get one playing. He doesn't look like playing lock. He started lock on the weekend. TLZ's next Carrigan. week, boys. No, he started lock. Carrigan Carrigan's started in the front, front row. row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrigan looked good too. Yeah, Carrigan did look good. Yeah, he was he was he was doing a lot, yeah. wasn't he? He was doing a lot of carries. Let's take some of that pressure off pain. Kobe Harrington um, and Carrigan both are strong contenders for my team right now. Dambo, yeah. Dambo also quickly wants to know your thoughts on doubling down on the power halves. 
Do you go Moses and Brown? You could afford to do it for the first 10 rounds, I reckon. Second yeah. rounds or whatever they've got their good run for. I think if you did it for that long, by that time, if you had gone to Storm halves instead, you'd be about four or 500 points in front. Yeah, that's my thinking too. If you're going to double down on any halves, I'd be probably doubling down on Panthers or the Storm. And I'm iffy about doing it on the Panthers. All, the, all the Roosters, if you like, Walker and Kiri. Yeah, that's the same thing. I'd need to have a look at the Roosters, and then that's two trades Save if I haven't started money. with both of them. Save heaps of money on Moiser and fucking... Yeah, anyway, anyway. <laughs> hey, look, look, look. I know you're having a laugh, but Chris has put in here, trust me, on the Will Kennedy thing. Right, look, I mean, I know, he loves his Sharkies, but there are some good players over at the Sharkies. I think they're in for a good year. You got a few more there, guys? Yeah, so there's a couple more. I'll, I'll put a couple. Uh, Princey Grubb said Sloan at Centre Wing, which you already touched on. Um, and Matty Drew said, lads, Kurt Mann looking juicy. Talk me out of it. I think we've already touched on Kurt Mann yeah, as well. Yeah, that's it. Um, but one that stood out, Brian Ings, which is the last one to finish it. Thoughts on Cody Nima, uh, Cody Nicarima, sorry, and Billy Walters, um, 5'8", hooker duels. Nick Arima had three big scores last year against his first three opponents this year. Um, any interest? I just don't know if they're going to make the team or what what role they're going to play in the team. I think they both could end up as a 14. Personally, I think I'd have Albert Kelly. Um, and what Adam Reynolds was kind of saying that, you know, um, Albert Kelly reminds him a bit of Cody Walker Well, he's style, definitely the most so like Cody. I think that'll help him. Um, but... Back on the trial form, one that I forgot to mention, Essen Marsters. Did you boys like him? You know he didn't get to play on the weekend, but do you boys think he's an option at low 300s? Mm, not for me yet. I'd want to see. He had a bit of an off year last year. It's just Gold Coast have a really good draw. And like I was looking through my article, and three outside agree. backs, you've got Corey Thompson, Greg Marzu, and Brian Mar- Kelly. Marzu's, All good options. Marzu's for me, if anyone from there. Oh, he's got... His big appeal back in his Tigers day when he was a gun was he was goal offloading kicking. like a machine and goal kicking. Goal kicking. Now he doesn't do either of them. Yeah, um, yeah, but I'd probably go Marzu as well. It just job security. I'd go Corey Thompson. Well, I like I like Corey Thompson, but Marzu's good mould. He brings the ball back. He's solid, but his thing is he doesn't keep his spot. He loses his spot. Yeah, but Corey Thompson also brings the ball back, but he's elusive and gets line breaks and shit when he does it. Breaks, yeah. tackles. Gets hurt. Dang little fella. Yeah. What else you got? That's all the questions on Facebook. Alrighty, cool. I think that pretty much uh, gets us through all our talking points for the week. So just a few shout-outs. Um, just want to shout-out Watto and all the boys over in Supercoach Live chat on and the Supercoach Hub on the Discord, sorry. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, the boys from Supercoach Live chat as well. But sorry, Watto was part of the Supercoach Hub Discord and he does the weekly rubdown Rub Lab podcast. Uh, sorry, Rub, Rub, Rub Lab, Lab Discord. Discord. That's right, sorry. Uh, also, he's hit me up. He said uh, he wants to shout out that the Hub are running a 20-man head-to-head classic $50 cashy. Uh, and one of the big contributors there, Poolman, who uh, we had on the show last year and took us through some TLT stuff, uh, is also running a classic $50 overall. Um, and the weekly rub down uh, Listen League draft is actually on tonight. So if you're still watching us, that's great because I think they actually got on air before us. So thanks for joining us. Uh, and if you're not, well, you're already there. So you've seen it. Um, but keep an eye out for that one. It should be up tomorrow if you're not watching the live. Um, 
Yeah, I think. SC Stats, man, don't forget about that one over on Twitter. It is, the code is 182416, and he does have prizes, so he's better than he has. Check the Facebook, uh, check the description of the comments. Uh, we'll throw some links in there to the Discord and to Statsman on Twitter. Um, to the weekly rubdown boys and stuff like that. All right, cool. Uh, do you have any other shout-outs? Did we talk about how to win a yeah, ring at the start of this show? No, we didn't. But, so, um, I do have just a quick thought process. Um, Mitch from the Fig Jam podcast. I was on the Fig Jam podcast last week. Check it out. I was pretty good. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, Mitch lives in Brisbane, man, and he has put out the call to all... I know we've got a very small fucking shout-out, but people stay off the roads in Brisbane. Um, emergency services and shit can't get through because people are trying to flee or whatever. We'll go for safety. And it's hindering. So, Mitch said, fucking stay home. Hey, Mitch. No, unless you are about to be inundated with flood water, then obviously get in your car and get the fuck out of there, but... Safely. Yes. Cool. All right. Yeah. I also want to shout out uh, the Ying and the Yang boys, Timmy O'Connor and Glenn Fisher from Supercoach Tragics. Timmy does a lot of work with us at Supercoach 360. He's been on Fig Jam of late. He's been on the Tragics podcast a couple of times. Let's just say he gets around. You know, he's a very friendly bloke. Um, but yeah, they've just put out the Ying and the Yang podcast. They're going to do that weekly. Um, shout out to all the contributors. I think Berg's came up with a title for the episode tonight, which is www.yweb website. I mean, we haven't we talked about it. it. We no, we didn't touch it. it at all. So I love that. Um, but so, but pretty much that's the last few weeks and through the preseason, we've been trying to bring you guys, you know, content in more consumable little, uh, parcels and from a variety yeah. of different sources of people that are really, really good and put a lot of effort into making all this content uh, and we're really really thankful for it and that's why we've put this website together because uh, we just wanted a place where we could get all that content uh, together and out to you guys and um, guys and girls and I think you know everyone's been enjoying it we we, we we listen to people we were lacking a certain element to our podcast and that was polish like we're good podcasts we're funny we answer your questions as, as thoughtfully and honestly as we can but we're long we were lacking top one percent dudes who are constantly up there and, and they have a massive different thought process to any one of us guys in the room beneficial to any one of you guys out there like the stuff these guys put out for you it's 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 beneficial for your super coaching if not just for this year for the future like do you, i mean so, t- timmy's consistently in the top one or two percent brad, brad smith brad ninth smith finished last ninth year. last year exactly brad actually come 11 for you see him in the groups don't be shy to ask him a question sorry brad uh, but what, yeah, that's it. Like yeah have you found a really good group of people? Ross Mann is regularly up there. Glenn Fisher is regularly a top thousand player, top couple of thousand player. So you know, and like you know, Glenn's been around the group for years with Tragics and stuff, and I think he's been around, you know, doing some stuff before that. Well, I got, I, there was a post I put up in the track. Well, someone put a post up in the Tragics. You did, and someone said I wouldn't listen to Bergs, and he's fucking smart man. I wouldn't listen to me either. That's why we've gone out and got these other guys, like these guys. You uh, do listen to you because it's a good way uh, to Daniel, eliminate options. Daniel, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's right. Daniel Baldock said, oh, I'd love to listen to me dog than listen to Bergs. And he's probably on point there. His dog might know a bit about Supercoach, but I don't know if it was in top 2% shit like I was last year. Hope you were, Daniel. But, uh, <laughs> let's just say that. Um, but, yeah, it's like the, the, the guys who've got their fucking top, they're, they're guys you've seen around the groups. They're the guys 
who answer your questions honestly and as thoughtfully and thoroughly as they can. Uh, I think we can build on that. Like you've offered uh, this contributors section. Well, that's it. Look, we've got, a, few, we've got a couple of people from the Discord, but that, that's a big thing. If you want to contribute, if you've been using the website, if you've been looking at the YouTube uh, and you like what you're seeing there, even if you don't like what you're seeing there, if you think you can do better, please hit us up. Even if you think you can't do better, hit us up anyway. We are looking for contributors. If you're already writing up and thinking about Supercoach or, or you know, if you're doing files, doing spreadsheets especially, I really want all these spreadsheets everybody I'm curious to see what you are looking for and what you are looking at so we can work out how to bring it to you and deliver it to you in the easiest possible way um, and yeah we just want as many opinions uh, for the website as possible we want to create as much high quality super coach content put it all in one place for the listeners for the community for the fans for the players for the coaches so yeah thank you so much for all your support so far uh, we're loving it. it really does mean a lot keep going check out the YouTube check out the website and uh, yeah, look, there should be a lot more to come. We've got quite a few more plans. Um, you know, we're building a bit of a team here, and yeah, we're hoping to do something real special. So please join us, get on board. It's what it's all about. Peace. All right. Cool. Have a good one. Stay coachy, coaches. Cheers, peeps.